So this is Cape without a battery live. We're here at the Davidson's booth. Yes, we are. And who is here with me today? I'm Rob Pincus. This is the Avidity Arms PD-10, and they're the ones selling it, which is kind of cool. Okay. So yeah. do they have the sort of uh, sole distributor rights to the firearm? They are our launch partner for the optic cut version of the PD-10. So we are doing dealer direct for the regular slide version. Um, so you can go to avidiarms.com if you're interested in being a dealer, you're interested in being a, a part of our range program. We're also going to be doing the range rental support program directly. Um, but right now, we're super excited about Davidson's taking us into the catalog, putting us on the gallery of guns. Uh, their reach, their respect inside of the retailer network in the industry is just, I think it's honestly their top. That, they were my first call. I didn't have to call anybody else because they said yes. Mm -hmm. It was very exciting for me. I've known these guys for almost three decades now, I guess. And uh, they do amazing work great relationships and they also have um, a great backup plan for their they take care of every one of their customers especially through gallery of guns so having the gun here at shot show 2023 after a long struggle was going to be exciting no matter what being partnered up with them is, is even more awesome and you know we've got some really big things in store right we're obviously going to be going customer direct as well for the gun makers um, which is yep. exciting so talk to me a little about that because i think you might be the first company to ever do that i'm still sort of like accepting the fact that I'm apparently a gun company now like right so I guess I guess now I am a legit firearms manufacturer we're, we're part of that side of the industry you know I've been in training and education and marketing and all the other stuff that I've been doing for so long that now I have a thing that we sell right and it's, right. it's a gun and that means gun makers should want to make it and what I want to do you know if you think of if you look back at like Basically everything I've said for a little over two years now, right? When, I'm, when I first started getting into 3D printing and I uh, was doing a lot of stuff with even 80% things. And I really got excited about normalizing that or maybe inviting regular gun owners who weren't already gun makers into the gun making side. I remember how exciting it was to do like the build don't buy when that just meant buy a strip lower and put parts together, yeah. right? Well, this is a whole other thing, right? As we know, like the, the, the thing with the 80%, that's a thing. And then the 3D printing is this whole own thing. And right now we've got some great guys, some of the, the guys I trust the most in the community that I've met over the last couple of years, working on the differences between what this injection molded frame is, the internal dimensions, and what the 3D printed internal mm -hmm. dimensions need to be. So that the day that this gun is going to be in gun shops, which now is about 30 to 45 days away, by that day, I want the 3D printing community to have a file and a readme and a guide and a place to buy the parts. That place is gonna be JSD Supply. So we're gonna be a lot cheaper than the gun. I hope like the gun makers are like, you know what, I'm gonna make one. I'm gonna buy one of the other ones too. But if all you're gonna do is 3D print one, you're gonna be able to get the parts kit for much less than people are gonna buy the actual gun for because I respect the art, the craft, like you're putting the work in. I know how hard it is, right? Like, so so yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what we're trying to do. So a lot of, a lot of cool things right now. Like all of a sudden I'm a gun, manufacturer, I'm still a gun maker, we get to support gun makers, and to your point, the first real company in the industry that's saying, here's our current gun, it's not even available in stores yet, but we're gonna make the frame available and the parts available to the gun makers at the same time. And I'm excited about that, and I hope Glock and Ruger and Sig and everybody else does it, not just normalize gun making for the sake of normalizing gun making, but normalize industry relations with gun makers is part of the mission now. 
So on that topic, what do you think about, uh, I believe the name of the platform is the Ulta Leggero platform by Beretta, where they release those side plates? I was so disappointed when they did that, because now they get to say they reached out first, but I was talking about it first. <laughs> but I, obviously I wasn't disappointed. I thought that was a really cool move. And it was interesting, right? It was like completely, to me, if you were to pick any company out here that was going to do anything, even as, as simple as you know, the side plate is decorative, right? It's not yeah. a functional thing. Even as simple as that is, for any company to reach out formally to 3D printers and say, we want to hang with you guys. We want you guys using our stuff. It wasn't the 500-year-old shotgun company that I was thinking was right. going to do it. So that was, that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I was a little bit like, oh, man, they kind of got there first. But then I saw what they were doing, and I'm like, we're doing a lot more than just, you know, put your own lo my logos on the gun. You, you can change that if you want. You know, we can put some you know, different textures. All you guys are going to do that, right? I do that. With yeah. So that's going to happen. I'm wait uh, Somebody's going to do it in a way that I'm going to roll my eyes and be like, children, stop. Right? Stop putting dicks on my <laughs> that's gun. That's what I wasn't going to say, dicks. Don't do it. Just don't. <laughs> the more you reject know, it, the know, more they do it. I know, you know. I know. It's like a love-hate relationship. That's fine. But somebody's going to do a whole bunch of cool things. Here's the other thing that I like, and I've, I've explained this to my, um, you know, engineers, our, like, actual real development team inside, right? This development people out here, they're going to do things that are completely ridiculous, but they're also going to do things that are really neat and innovative and incremental. And I am 100% certain that somewhere in the life of Avidity Arms, probably within the next couple of years, somebody's going to do something that I'm going to send them an email, a text, a PM. I'm going to call, who knows this guy, take the balaclava off. I got to talk to you because I want to write a contract with you so that we can sell what you're doing as Avidity Arms. Because you've taken an incremental innovation or evolution of my design or one of our guns or one of our things that we now want to sell and there's points in that for you right and it should be gun, gun people the gun community not gun makers over there and the real industry over here gun making is is, is as much a, a thing as as manufacturing is and they're really a lot of the same things sometimes so i i, I think all those opportunities are just that to me they're exciting something that i was kicked around as a, a sort of catchphrase I'm put this away I feel in so AWCY for a long time was, you know, some of these designers are building resumes. Sure. And it sounds like, you know, this is We're starting to become yeah. not a joke. <laughs> this is going to be a thing now. I don't see any reason why it's not. And that doesn't, like I said, it doesn't really mean like, hey, we've got an office for you and benefits and all that stuff. Maybe. But right now, I absolutely, you know, so much of this is, is there's people I know in the community that get mad about the businessing of gun making, right? Or the businessing of gun CAD or the businessing of development. I, I don't understand that because a lot of people, like for me, I always say like money shows up. I want to, but as an educator, I wanted to influence, right? As an educator, I wanted to change the way we do things. As a gun rights guy, I want to change minds. As a gun responsibility advocate, I want to change behaviors. Um, I wanted to bring this thing into being. If I wanted to sell a bunch of guns, I would have designed this gun differently. This is the gun I wanted to build. So uh, that to me is the payback. So I've been businessed by the feedback I get in any of those endeavors. Sure, money has to show up to pay the bills, whether it's from me or from somebody else. I don't know why that would that would be like shunned, right? Yeah. Like like I don't, if, if you can give away, yeah. right? If that person says no, all the money goes to FPC. Okay, all the money goes to Second Amendment Foundation. Okay, mm. you know. And if you say ah, keep it, I just wanted the glory. Cool, right? But I I think I think guys should do something with that money, and yeah. I'm at least going to offer it. Mm. You know. So on the topic of like FBC and some of these other organizations, we visited a few today. Um, I'm not going to name any names, but we talked with them. Oh, we can and, say dicks, but we're not going to name names. Well, I, I don't want to be antagonistic with them <laughs> okay, because right. 
by and large, they all rejected the question, you know, what, what do you think the future of home building looks like? What do you want to talk about what your policy like when you or rejected it? Like they rejected it. Like they, they didn't, didn't want have us answer? to go on camera and talk about it. And let's go talk. Let's go. I know these. Let's go talk to these guys. Like, <laughs> like I don't like I'll I'll talk to them. Like I don't. Why would they not talk? I don't understand. I mean, you, like, let's just use. I'm, there are at least two major organizations in the industry who have directly supported financially and promotionally the gunmakers match. Right. Okay. So we could talk about them. Firearms Policy Coalition and the National Association of Sporting Goods Wholesalers, which is a mouthful, but it's the NASGW. And there's like NSSF run SHOT Show. NASGW is sort of like, like Davidson's is a very small market uh, for the wholesalers. Mm -hmm. Whereas this is for retailers and media, right? So NASGW is a much smaller show, but it's huge volume. Okay. They donated cash and supported the Gunmakers match. They get it. They have Polymer 80. They've been very close to Polymer 80 for years. They get that this should be more synergistic, the industry and the gun makers. So when you look at that and you look at the work, obviously, that Firearms Policy Coalition is doing, how about Second Amendment Foundation? Second Amendment Foundation has done a lot with Cody Wilson, right? And the whole freedom of speech thing and the ITAR stuff. Um, so when I get where maybe the person you talked to didn't want to jump in and be part of the thing. They didn't know what to say and they were uncomfortable and you have long hair and that shirt's kind of, I don't know I look like a right hippie. Now. Right, yeah. And it, I can see that being a thing in a moment. Mm. But but when I really, I know these organizations and I look around, FOAC. You know what FOAC is? No. No, see, that's why I didn't want to talk to you. So, <laughs> so the, uh, I don't know. Firearms Owners Against Crime, 18 months ago, mm. in Pennsylvania, thought it was probably a good idea to take all the Polymer 80 kits out of gun shows because they heard from somebody in the administration that so many gangbangers were buying their kits for cash and it was crazy and bedlam and this and that. This is a gun rights organization in Pennsylvania. The person who said that is no longer speaking for that organization. That organization is a sponsor of the Gunmakers Match, which is going to be in Pennsylvania this year. That organization put out a, a long newsletter about a three weeks ago uh, that said, we love gun making. We understand there was some confusion in the past. We know this is a hobby. This is law abiding people. There's things that happen that are negative involving firearms. And there's some people who probably shouldn't have firearms that sometimes get their hands on firearms and do bad things, but that's not what gun making is. And we are hundred percent on board. I can see where, yeah, at SHOT Show, that's like, oh, I don't know what to do with my hands. Mm. But at the same time, the, there, there are demonstrable ways that these organizations are stepping in and stepping up. That won't happen if, if the impression is left of, oh, they don't care about us, so F them, and, and we're going to continue to just you know, be funny guys on the internet. We need these relationships, right? And, mm. and I get it. I kind of straddle that. Second Amendment organization, if I get to count my own gun rights organization, we're, we're obviously very clearly pro gun making, we're pro 3D printing, we're pro no regulation. Regulating gun making is what that is, what happens there is you're essentially saying no more private transfers. It's universal background checks, but coded, right? Because if I, if I can buy a gun from you without any government involvement whatsoever, which is how it should be, then what's the difference between that and me making a gun without any government involvement, right? I have to have a license to manufacture this thing because yeah. I want to sell it to you. But I also, if you're not in my state, I have to sell it to somebody else who sells it to somebody else who then sells it to you. And the government gets a piece of that every time, plus the licensing fees, plus all that, right? So I don't, I'd much rather sell a kit that 
that I sell a parts kit to somebody who's going to make their own thing, and that thing is not regulated, and I don't know about it, they don't know about it, nobody knows about it, the person who makes it knows about it, and there isn't a government 10% here, 11% there, 6% there every time that thing changes hands either, which is mm -hmm. kind of cool. Yeah. So, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of investment ag against what the gun making space is doing. There's a lot of invested, people have investment in w stopping that. Almost none of it has to do with, I don't want people to have guns. It almost all has to do with the establishment or the business or the structure, right? And it's, it's breaking down those, this is how we always do it. You know, I've been in this, this is my 26th shot show and we took a year off, right, for the, for the COVIDs. When I showed up in the training industry over 20 years ago, I looked around, I was like, that, this, none of this makes sense to me. And, and I can't accept this is how we've always done it and this is how we do it as an answer. So I think there is a unsavory from our perspective answer to that and you brought it up already which is on a lot of polymer frame guns a very big percentage of the markup is the polymer frame how do we work around that as people who want to advocate for gun making well let look take a look at what i i'm an idiot in some ways i guess right because i'm like i don't care if i lose money i want to support the gun makers let's do this and when i started talking to people who actually are in the business of selling parts kits, like, like take the Shield, for example, right? Relatively inexpensive gun. It's become popular um, in some parts of the gun making community, three printing community. So it's actually worth it for, for some, some guys to buy a whole gun through their FFL, destroy the frame, strip all the parts, and then sell it, essentially at the price that they paid for the whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what was suggested to me. Was, well, if this gun's going to sell for $550, sell it for $525, 3D printers will pay it. Well, no, because there's so much more involved in the, the taxes and the licensing and the processes and having to ship it to the wholesaler who ships it to the retailer and the background check. All that stuff that has to happen to get the real gun to the consumer doesn't have to happen if somebody like joins Legio, logs into DefCAD, downloads the file and then buys the parts kit that doesn't have to be regulated and doesn't have to be taxed in a special way. They get the, so the, it's, it's simpler, it's easier, it's cleaner. There aren't these steps of markup and incrementals. So, but the 3D printing community, I think, and this is, go, let's go all the way back to me two years ago, like we need to get more just regular average gun owners doing 3D printing and gun building. They have to want that gun, hmm. but they have to want to do it in their color, with their logo, with their whatever they're putting into it, a different palm swell, all the changes we talk, right? We, if they want this gun in their color with their logo or their birth date or their daughter's picture or whatever they want to put on it, they have to be willing to pay a certain amount to get mm. the rest of the stuff to do that. That's not who's buying this, right? right? But there's somebody who, who's going to buy a 3D printer so they can get this mm. in their own color with their own whatever stippling pattern, yeah. right? And I think that's super cool because mm. then he's also maybe going to be the next Durwood and come up with things that we never even thought of. I can't think of anything else we need to talk about. Let's hug it out. Yeah, hug it out. Dude. Hell yeah. PD10, get one or build one or something. Yeah. Cheers, man. Hell yeah, dude.